Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the show. It is good to be along with you. We're here until noon. Sports on a Sunday morning. Already an hour in the books. We heard from Travis Ford following the VCU game. We broke down the blues with Drew Bannister and Jordan Bennington. We have some talk about St. Louis City SC and a big event that's coming up for them. That'll be at 11.15. Love this uh, franchise. I mean, what they do for the community and all the things that go on behind the scenes. It's much more than soccer on the pitch. Much, much more as you well know, and we're going to be joined uh, by a couple of great people to talk about that very topic, and that is coming up here on KMOX in just a bit. A, uh, I'll, I'll give you a little tease. It's called Gent Men's Fashion Week, and a number of players and staff and, quite honestly, some other media members around the area are going to walk the runway and including Lutz Fan and Steel and Bradley Carnell. So that is coming up. We'll tell you all about that. Dwight Carter will be with us and Lee Broughton, who I've known a long time, right here on KMOX from St. Louis City SC. John Mosaloc is going to join us. I know a lot of Cardinals fans ask that question. Is he going to join us? He will be with us. Cardinals president of baseball operations in his normal slot at 1130. He's got a little shorter window, so we're going we're gonna to have to hit him with uh, questions in very short order. And then we're going to hear an interview with Brendan Donovan that I conducted that I thought he was one of the better ones that we had. They were all great. But I think Brendan is one of the leaders of this team, and I thought it was really good insight uh, into what the Cardinals' leadership structure is like and what Donovan's role is moving forward. So that is coming up as well right after John Mosaloc. Then at 11.45, Tom Mintz who I think is a really fun personality. If you know how big a deal these monster trucks are at the Dome, if you don't know, you're going to know after this interview. He is fun and a huge event coming to the Dome next weekend. Again, the big story today is Chiefs-Bills. It starts at 5.30 on KMOX. We'll have pregame coverage beginning at 4. The Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point underdogs last time I checked. We're not going to do the NFL music here, Drew, because I already made my picks. All I'm doing here is just looking at the spread to see if it has changed at all, and it really hasn't. It is stuck at two and a half. It has not moved at all over the last few days. It opened at three back on January 15th last weekend, uh, at last Monday, and it has not really moved. It's two and a half, and we'll see if that changes at the end of this uh, betting day. 
but I think it's going to stay at two and a half, and I think the Bills are going to cover. And then the other one is the Tampa Bay-Detroit game, which for Rams fans here in St. Louis that remember how deafening the Dome was, this will be a reminder, and it's going to bring you back to, can you believe it was 25 years ago when we embarked on that 1999 season? These fans in Detroit are going to be salivating to get out there and get some noise going against Tampa Bay. That line actually has moved. So it was six and a half. It is now six going into today's game. Tampa Bay is a six point underdog. I still think Detroit covers that. I don't care who wins this game. They're going to lose the 49ers. 49ers are tremendous and they played a bad game and still found a way to beat green Bay. And I don't think they're going to let that happen again. I would highly doubt that they let the NFC championship slip through their fingers, but we'll see. And on the other side, the Ravens against either the chiefs or bills will be a classic. It's NFL playoff time right here on KMOX four o'clock. 5.30 is kickoff with Mitch Holtis, Dana Hughes, and Josh Klingler on the call of what is sure to be a classic matchup in Buffalo. We are going to take a timeout. When we come back, we are going to talk about St. Louis City SC, not only about the product, and anyone who's anyone knows that it's fun. Even if you haven't been to a game, you know that it's a great time, and you probably now have enough FOMO that you want to be there the next time around. And so year two is fast approaching. Schedule is just about here. But not just that, but they do so much for the community and the surrounding region. And we are going to dive into that on the way at 1115. Plus, I'm just curious about what it was like behind the scenes in this kind of a year, historic year. You can't do this ever again. There will never be another inaugural season. And certainly, I'm not sure that anyone, even the greatest optimist, expected them to do what they did last year, vault all the way to the top of the Western Conference in the regular season. It was fun. Just the behind-the-scenes look at St. Louis City SC coming up next at 11.15. John Moselock at 11.30. Tom Mintz, who's crazy. I mean, he does backflips in his monster truck, Drew. I don't know what what on earth, uh, what put him on earth to do that, but he will explain that at 11.45. Sports on a Sunday morning, sponsored by Graybar, back after this. Great to be back with you, 11.16. It is Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX, and it's great to talk about St. Louis City SC again. The season is coming fast, and before all of that, we have a discussion about something that's going to happen with Lutz Vandensteel and Bradley Carnell and Diego Gigliani and Joey Zanaboni and a number of others as celebrity models. This is city players and staff hitting the runway at city park for gent men's fashion week, celebrating and supporting the fashion industry and the 10th anniversary of the STL fashion fund. And joining us in studio is the CEO of brainchild next and St. Louis fashion fund board member, Dwight Carter. It's great to have you on KMOX. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me here. It is great to have you here and with us on the line from the I I love this title, the chief brand architect. He's also part of the ownership group. I've known him a long time, and that is Lee Broughton with us back on KMOX. How you doing, Lee? Very well, thank you, my friend. Thanks for having us. It's great to have you. First, let me start with you, Lee. How has this off season been? A lot different than the last one, I would say. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you you got that right. It was. It's funny, we've been having conversations uh, as a team that this time last year, the anxiety levels were raging. And um, the tension 
this time is so so different. Uh, obviously, we're super excited to be back in um, the 2024 season now. But the, the the fact that we've done it and been here before, uh, there really is a different uh, different feeling altogether. I think that the fear of the unknown was the the element that we were waiting to be surprised by. Whereas today. You know, the, the team's at winter training, and uh, we're excited to get down there later on this week to see how they're getting on. There's a couple of team members that are new. So we've heard the chemistry's terrific, um, and everything's going really, really well. So I think we're, we're just really excited about getting out there again. Lee, one more thing before we dive into this. Like, when you look back at the 2023 season, what snapshots will remain in your mind? I know there's so many, but what what are the, some of the biggest takeaways that you'll never forget? Yeah, I think that's such a lovely question. I mean, I, I, I don't know how it couldn't begin with just watching the fans get around the, 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 the team and that spirit in City Park of the um, chanting of STL and how it began with the North End and the supporters. And then by, you know, very, very quickly, um, first couple of games, the entire stadium is chanting STL. Uh, there, it still gives me goosebumps. And you look at the photographs and you you see some of the footage. I mean, we we had America watching us when we would get out there. Um, it was just an absolutely spectacular platform to showcase what St. Louis is um, on a Saturday night. So I think on reflection, um, you know, there were obviously incredible highs and we had some disappointments as well. But, you know, when you when you look back, I really think that, that you know, we put St. Louis on on the stage and that is the that is the thing that we take away. Uh, Well said. Lee Broughton with us from St. Louis City SC, as well as Dwight Carter, who has coached soccer for over 15 years. He is a City SC community coach for the City Futures Youth Soccer Program at its Play On University City location, Play On Plus Select Team. A partnership with St. Louis City SC for this, however, is getting headlines. The Gent Men's Fashion Week. What is your level of excitement about this event coming up on Sunday, February 18th? I am very excited. First of all, I want to thank Lee and the Soccer Club and the St. Louis Fashion Fund for giving me this opportunity to produce a special fashion show that's going to be on February 18th at 3 p.m. at City Park. What does this entail? So you're going to have a number of celebrity models, I see, starting on the list with Lutz and Bradley. Yeah, we have a lot of celebrity models, uh, players, uh, possibly some of the Futures players, some of the little kids that uh, go through the program. Um, and then we have, um, we're flying in London-based designer Stuart Trevor, who was the co-founder of All Saints brand. Uh, and then we have five other local-based designers that have been um, doing really well in the menswear scene. Lee, tell us about the St. Louis Fashion Fund. They are celebrating their 10th anniversary and the opportunity to partner with them. Yeah, it's superb. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're super excited. So, I don't know how many of the listeners really know, but the, the fashion industry in St. Louis is, is, is a very um, legacied one. Um, for many, many decades, we were one of the leading cities in the world for churning out 
manufacturing of shoes and, and clothes. And there's obviously even a, a design fashion district that there used to be downtown. Today, it's still a three, three and a half billion dollar GDP associated with the fashion industry in St. Louis. But it really now it's made up of lots and lots of design and um, creative makers that, that um, you know, we, we, we sort of um, see ourselves a little bit more as, as artisanal as opposed to manufacturing or, or big high street brands. Um, and so the Fashion Fund is this fantastic organization that started by Susan Sherman to really try and um, bring this community together in different ways, doing different things. One of which is through um, Dwight's founding of Men's Fashion Week and Gent. And so it's a wonderful opportunity to showcase some St. Louis-based STL-made designers alongside some international designers, as um, Dwight was just saying. And frankly, Tom, we think that City Park is the perfect platform for pop culture in St. Louis. We really want it to showcase all of the great things that are happening throughout the region and that they can come together in this beautiful piece of architecture. So, you know, envision a, a fabulous runway, a series of, of um, really fantastic designs. And what we really want to do is weave in our jersey. Um, the new away kit is going to be um, a part of the ensemble that is put together. So these models walk through, including some of the celebrities that were mentioned, and they're dressed in different um, aspects of designs that are both STL made as well as international. But they, they are, um, you know, the ensemble includes the, the jersey because at the end of the day, um, a lot of what these players are about and what they wear is really sought after. No doubt. I mean, I, I watch, you know, the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball during All-Star Week, you name it. It is also about what you wear to the ballpark, what you wear coming out of the limo or walking the red carpet. It's a big deal. So, Dwight, when you have Lutz and Bradley walking the runway, that's one thing. But these players doing it, I don't know that that's new for them necessarily. They are about fashion. There is a common thread, isn't there? Oh, yeah. I mean, you follow their Instagram, and that's the highest engagement is seeing them off the field, coming off the airplane or getting on the airplane or coming to the to the to the stadium so that's that's going to be huge for us it's going to be a lot of fun what do you think just overall what are your expectations when it comes to this event what do you envision as being the greatest success what do you see from it well i see the designers getting a high platform um maybe some people that are not connected with fashion or connected with soccer and kind of joining the two together as you see um a lot of the the fashion magazines now and even some of the runways are featuring these professional soccer players or um, brands are going to these professional sports athletes and getting them to uh, promote their brand. And so I think the joining of the two soccer and fashion and it's two of my worlds that I definitely participate in for the past 15, 20 years, it's super exciting to see it come together. Let me tap into your soccer world for just a minute. And St. Louis as a soccer town, tremendous. And yes. across the board, it's hard to poke into a neighborhood and not see soccer growing. That has to be exciting for you. As I mentioned, you've been in this for quite a while. Yeah, I've been coaching club for 
15 years and I coached CYC before that and I'd been involved in the futures program for about a year and a half now and I'm just seeing it grow especially with having our new team here what do you envision in that realm I mean is 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 it a sport that the kids can pick up and are you trying to uh, promote it in that way do oh you yeah think? oh 100% yeah that's what we want to involve the players in and the show, especially the, the little kids, the futures and some of the academy players. It's pretty exciting. Lee, I, I think you would echo my sentiments on that, that the youth soccer in this town has always been a resource and city is the appropriate team to come in and tap into that. And that was actually part of the appeal, I think, from the very beginning, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's well said. I, I, that was exactly how I was going to um, answer the, the, the question that, frankly, I think St. Louis might be second to none in America for youth soccer. Um, and when we were doing our research early on, I think we heard a, a number, something like 50,000 kids are playing the game at any time. Um, and when you think about that, it's just a staggering amount of, of um, depth in the early stages of, of um, the sport. And really was the impetus behind us wanting to kind of be able to show that there is a um, a career or there is a, a trajectory that can be had in the sport. It's the number one sport globally. And I think when you look at um, America, there are probably more people playing the sport in America than there are in some of the countries where it's the number one sport. So it stands to reason that if we can really create that um, wonderful platform for the kids and that it doesn't have to stop at eighth grade or whenever it is, but that that can carry on. Um, the other, the other thing that it makes me think about Tom is Lutz has spent a lot of time trying to find a way for those that are coming into the Academy that perhaps don't make the first team can really see an opportunity to get into university on scholarships for soccer. And um, I think at the last count over the last couple of years, there's 15 to 17 um, scholarships that have been um, made possible for the kids that have come into our academy to get into college. And some of those stories are, are really incredible. And, and that is at the heart of what City SC is all about. Really looking forward to this event coming up on February 18th. It's the Sunday after the Super Bowl. It begins at 3, doors open to the public at 2, the Ultra Club at City Park. It is Gent Men's Fashion Week, and tickets, Dwight, are available, aren't they? Yeah, they went on sale this week. You can get them at brainchildnext.com backslash gent. Brainchildnext.com slash gent. And, of course, for everything city, you can just go to stlcitysc.com, one of the best websites out there. They've got everything. And we are ready for this season to get rolling. Let's go. Uh, Lee, thanks so much for this. Appreciate it. Have a great Sunday the 18th. That sounds like a great event. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. And, Dwight, thanks for coming in. To Thank downtown you. St. Louis. Thank you so much for having us in there. We are your neighbors here. Uh, City Park just up the road from us here in downtown West. Great to see what they've done already to this side of downtown and the neighborhood. When we come back, the president of baseball operations of the St. Louis Cardinals, John Mosellock, join. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's us live on KMOX. Oldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Speaking of the Billikens, Travis Ford's going to join us live. He called in and said, hey, I still would love to come on. So he's going to join us right after John Mosellock, a little two-for-one here in this segment. On KMOX, Mo, thank you so much for being with us. We always appreciate your time on KMOX. Well, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Good morning. It's been a big week, I know, coming off the winter warm-up and everything that happened. Uh, most recently, the Matt Carpenter signing, which got a lot of headlines and a lot of reaction. That kind of surprised me, actually. I know that Carpenter's a big name, but to me, it was an addition of somebody at the league minimum who can help your bench. It just happens to be a big name. I know that you brought in for a reason. Uh, summarize, if you would, the decision to bring in Matt Carpenter. Well, a couple things. I, I do feel like our our club, especially some of our veteran players, we're looking for just an additional experience type bench player and, and someone that uh, understands our culture and what we're all about. And so when you know he got released by Atlanta, he was something that we did pursue. Um, it didn't really gain any traction, obviously, until where we're at this point now. But I do think it's a nice fit for us, and uh, obviously we have six weeks to see how it looks, and we'll see, uh, you know, but hopefully he can have that type of voice in the clubhouse that, that's helpful. In terms of leadership, where do you see that right now among your players? Goldschmidt certainly is a name that has been mentioned. Arenado has been around a long time. Contreras has been around a while. Do you see those three as big voices? I do, I do, and I, I just think uh, – you know, last year with everything that happened and, and, and the absence of somebody like Yachty and even Pujols to, to to an extent, I just think it put a lot more pressure on, on some guys. And then when we started to struggle, it became pretty apparent that, um, you know, another voice could be helpful. What about the bench? I think there was some concern among fans that this might block somebody from getting an opportunity. Do you see it that way? And how does your bench structured right now? Not really. I mean, like, like I feel like, still a chance that somebody like a Burleson can be on this club, but, you know, regardless of, of, of how the 26 shake out by the time we get to the end of March, you know, what you don't want to do is have a younger player that's getting four or five at bats a week. Um, so, you know, this gives us a little flexibility should Carp have a good camp to, to at least 
that give us a little more protection on that side of things. I know that you don't want to close the door. You never really close the door on anything. You're always looking to improve the team. Uh, would it be fair to say that you're still looking around for a reliever, uh, that, that the bullpen still uh, could be in play? Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, we're always, you know, looking at things and, um, you know, trying to find ways to improve our club. And so we'll continue to do that. And in terms of starters, I would imagine that's the same answer, although you did tell me that the rotation with Gray and uh, in no particular order, Gray, Michaelis, Lynn, Gibson, Mats, solid, all in their 30s, veteran pitchers can go deep. I I wanted to ask you this. Do you allow yourself to look far ahead to the playoffs and say, if I were to go forward right now, these are my one and two in a playoff rotation against someone else's one and two, or is it too early to do something like that? Well, I definitely think Gray, um, based on how he pitched last year and what we're hoping to get out of him, I think the the, the, the number two, I think, will be uh, TBD. We'll see how you know things shake out in camp, but we'll also see how people pitch i mean obviously there's a a lot of time between now and uh the end of september so um you know trying to determine that today i just don't know how helpful that is and so you know excited about the arms we have and uh certainly uh looking forward to getting down to jupiter because we are excited about this team i think this team just needs to play baseball i think it's time to to get after it and play and put 23 behind everybody and play in 24 and that was kind of the theme of a visit I had with Ollie Marmel. Final thing here is I wanted to re- relay to you, and we made the decision not to record this or broadcast. It was just for the people in the room. You and I have done some events like that where we had a private conversation with fans. Ollie Marmel and I did that Thursday night at Tapawingo, and it really went well. I think that people asked him tough questions that he answered honestly and openly, and I thought he handled it very well. In fact, Mo, there were some calls from the crowd that we should do that annually, that it was very healthy for someone like Ali. Do you think that it's important for a fan base to not only watch what he does in terms of managerial decisions, but to understand the person? Is that valuable? Oh, I think so. Um, you know, look, we, we, we work in a, in an industry that, um, you're very much second guessed. Um, you know, some of the decisions we make aren't very popular, so there's, I, I do feel like any time like Ollie or myself have time to like interact with our fans, um, especially face-to-face, it, it, it humanizes things and it allows us to sort of explain, you know, why we made the decisions we made. And, and of course, we're not going to convince everybody that, that is going to uh, think that we make smart decisions all the time or the right ones all the time because, you know, we know we don't, but we, we do try and, um, you know, we're hopeful that uh, um, we'll continue to improve upon that. I appreciate that, and uh, we'll try to organize some more of those in the future because I thought it went really well. Mo, thank you for this. I, I appreciate the time very much as always, and we'll catch up with you real soon. That sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, John Mosellock. Great to visit with us on these Sunday mornings on KMOX. On that note, we transition to the head coach of the Billikens. Our visits with him sponsored by Royal Banks of Missouri. It's great to hear from Travis Ford. I know things haven't been easy, but on that note, I heard you a couple weeks ago with Bob Ramsey, and you said, hey, look, I mean, if you want to talk some basketball with me, I'm here. I'm at Humphreys at 6 o'clock on the coaches' show. I'm fine. We'll, we'll talk hoops. Yeah, it's not hard. to. I'm in the office at 6 a.m. till about 10, 11 p.m. at night. I'm not hard to find. And I, 
And anybody will tell you, I love, uh, I can sit and talk all day. That's for sure. I know you can. Yep. You know, the game. First of all, I'd like to to apologize for missing a little bit earlier. We were in staff meeting, had my phone and, uh, just didn't hear it ring. It didn't ring. And I looked down, I was like, Oh my goodness. So got called up into that, but apologize. Hey, no, I, I appreciate that. But I don't, whoever yeah. it is, Ollie, John Mosellock, Bradley Carnell, Lutz fantasy, whoever we have on this show, Travis Ford, you know, we respect coaches, executives, players, and your job. Mm-hmm. And, and when you have yeah. something to do, even if it, if you say it slipped your mind or something, it doesn't matter. I mean, you, you've got a job to do. And I know that, that you've got a big job here. Yeah, we've, uh, you know, we, we obviously aren't playing uh, very good basketball right now. And uh, we're really searching to figure out what buttons to push to put these young men in the right position to hopefully be more successful. That's, you know, what we spend all day doing. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it is, it's, uh, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of thinking right now, just trying to figure out best rotations and, trying to give our team and we've talked about this a lot so you know uh, uh, it's getting old to even talk about it but just we're, we're having a very difficult time finding any rhythm uh at all uh, on, especially on the offensive end it's creating a little bit of problems on the defensive end but we just kind of lost our identity of how we were playing and we've got to find that again i heard you say to rammer that the length of vcu really bothered you and the only person that could really make something happen was sincere. I mean, thank goodness he's healthy. Uh, so, I mean, are you, yeah. 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 You know, actually going back, and that was before I had a chance to watch the film that was right after the game. It's, you know, you got a lot going through your head and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we actually got ran better offense than I thought after watching the film. Uh, we just took a lot of bad shots out of the offense. Um, we were taking, uh, you know, if you don't have a great shot, you need to get it down late in the shot clock. Um, and we were taking some difficult shots, but our offense wasn't necessarily ran as bad as I thought watching the film. We just uh, took some difficult shots over some long arms. Um, you know, they they did a great job on, on Gibson Jimerson. Uh, you got to give them credit on that. Uh and Gibson obviously does a lot for us, not just scoring, but it creates a lot of stuff for other people. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, the offense was more the problem than the defense because the, our offense created a lot for them uh, because we just could not score and gain any rhythm. Give them credit. They had one guy just, you know, went off on us, and that's been a big issue for us. If you go back and look at our losses, you know, we've we've had trouble guarding one or two guys on a team that kind of have career nights on us. Uh, like uh, Holmes for Dayton? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you look at, you know, it, it, Holmes for Dayton, and we, we started going all the way back to, you know, Wichita State had a guy that had 29. You, you know, it, you, it's uh, 20, 29 for Holmes, and you had a, you know, a young man come off the bench the other night that was just red hot. Bama still goes off for 25, 26, whatever the number was, uh, a season high. Uh, you know, with the, you know, we've got some defensive uh, areas that we really struggle with, and we can't multiply that our running bad offense. And, that, you know, we were, were really, we really struggled the other night offensively to, to get a good shot. Those things we've got to figure out that's something we have not seen. Um, and uh, some things they did, we, we got to be able to, to combat. 
Travis Ford, we appreciate it very much. Thanks for jumping in here in the next hour and talking some hoops with us on KMOX. You've got a game coming up against Davidson to get prepared for. We'll have it on KMOX at 6 o'clock on Wednesday. Thank you very much for the time. I'm always enjoying Thanks for having me. Thank great, you. Great to have Travis Ford. His visits is always sponsored by Royal Banks of Missouri. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, wait till you hear this guy. He is something else. He is Tom Mentz. He is a monster truck driver. I think he's out of his mind, but he's been doing it for so long, it's become normal, and it's going to be featured at the Dome next weekend. This is Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. In the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to KMOX. Well, recently the auto show set up shop inside the Dome at America's Center. And once they clear out all those cars, they're going to welcome in some monster trucks. The event runs January 27th and 28th. The Dome at America's Center Monster Jam is in St. Louis. It is an absolute pleasure to be joined by Monster Jam driver Tom Mentz. Thank you for being on KMOX. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. Great to be on here and super excited about St. Louis. You know what? I am too, and I know that if my mom was in town, I need to get her on a plane and get over here. This is a fun fact. My mom, Monty Summers, is a huge Monster Trucks fan, and she has been. She was always fascinated with those big trucks. I bet you see that all over the place, that once people see it, they fall in love with it. Our number one fan are kids, for sure. Some of those kids are actually 85 years old. I mean, Monster Jam is something for everyone. I see it all the time, you know. The grandparents come. They bring their kids for so many years. Now they're bringing their grandkid. I mean, every single part of it is for families. It's for family fun. And, Tom, you've been doing this for a long time, haven't you? You fell in love with it when you were a kid. I did. I love Monster Jam trucks. For the longest time, now I've had the great opportunity to drive them for 30 years. It's been the greatest thing ever. It's exactly what I was set out to do on this earth, and I just love to go to work every day and drive like a madman. Tell me about that story. How did you become a driver, a monster truck driver? Never had an opportunity, never had a way to do it. But, you know, just through a long period of hard work, meeting the right people, you know, staying dedicated, I got a great opportunity to drive. I took that opportunity through a lot of trials, tribulations. I rode it all the way to the top. That's awesome. And and we're talking to Tom Mintz, who is a Monster Jam truck driver. He is with us, Monster Jam driver, as Monster Jam comes to the Dome at America's Center January 27th and 28th. I'll bet you it's a reminder that when you're out there, you need to have fun because people out in the crowd are having fun watching you. Well, that's what I do, and that's what every Monster Jam fan does when they're watching the truck you know, scream around the dome there at St. Louis. I mean, that's the largest floor we go to, the most exciting event on the tour. And when you're screaming around that floor, the number one thing you got to think about is what do people want to see? I mean, and I was a fan before I was a driver, and I know exactly what they want to see, and that's what I intend to give them when we get to the dome. What do they want to see, and what are you going to give them? They want to see a lot of maximum destruction from Max D. That's for sure. My truck, they want to see it driven to the max. They want to see big air. They want to see cyclone donuts. They want to see it driving around only two front wheels, two side wheels. They want to see excitement. 
the number one thing they want to see the most is backflips, and we're going to give them big backflips. Wow. Uh, how would you describe your style? Would you describe it as being destructive and, and pretty wild like that? Exactly. I mean, when you drive in the truck maximum destruction, there's only one way you can drive. <laughs> With your foot to the floor, your eyes closed, and just in the cheers of the fans. Tom, in all seriousness, how do you stay safe? What is the safety protocol? We have so many safety requirements now with Monster Jam trucks. I mean, everything's gotten better. The seats have gotten better. The helmets have gotten better. The head and neck restraints have gotten better. Gloves, fire suits, everything about it is safety number one, family entertainment number two. Tom Mentz is with us, drives Max D, Monster Jam coming to the Dome the last weekend of January. Tom, how do you become, what if somebody's listening right now and they say, well, wait a minute, I want to become a Monster Jam driver. How do you do that, and what age groups do you see? Well, if you're 18 years old and you think that maybe you got a passion for driving Monster Jam trucks and you can take the rigorous training it takes to get the job done, you might get an opportunity to go to Monster Jam University and be taught by me, the professor. You know, that's what I do more of anything anymore is, training new drivers, making them better, you know, making sure they have the passion, the heart, and the entertaining value. You have to be in really good shape, I will bet you, to do what you do, don't you? It's a rigorous, rigorous beating on the body, you know. Having a great physical shape is perfect. Being able to take the pounding from these 35-foot landings, it takes all of that and more, you know. And then the mindset to be able to control a 1,500-horsepower, 12-foot-tall, 12-foot-wide beast is what makes a great driver. Tom Mentz is with us, driver of Max D, Monster Jam. You uh, know St. Louis, I know that, because you grew up not far from here, just north of Champaign, as I understand it, in Paxton, Illinois. Isn't that right? That's perfect. You bet. I've been here my whole life. I love going to the Dome, and I've said it many times. Best place we go, best floor, a lot of room out there for big tricks and big stunts and big jumps. And my mom, who I mentioned earlier, she grew up down 57 from you in Salem, Illinois, so she fell in love with it as well. And I know that you know St. Louis is a racing town. Uh, St. Louis is about motorsports. We have the crown jewel of Worldwide Technology Raceway, but we run dirt uh, racing inside that dome. You know that you can pack that place. It is. I mean, Monster Jam's been coming there for a long time, and I've been to a lot of them. The coolest part about it is it's a lot of room there. The fans go crazy. We have a lot of great facilities in the back to be able to get the Monster Jam trucks fixed and plenty of parts for both days. Tom Mintz is the most decorated Monster Jam competitor in history, 14 world championship titles through the years at Monster Jam. How do you try to top yourself each and every year? I know it's not as easy as just going out and driving. You've got to be challenging yourself every time to be better. Coming up with new tricks, new innovation, anything you can do that a Monster Jam fan has never seen before, that's what's super exciting to the fans, and they love to see it. You know, the fans are the judges when it comes to freestyle, skills challenge. They do the judgings on their phones. So you got to know what the fans want to see. You have to make sure you give it to them. Man, it's so competitive now. And having a great opportunity to train so many of the drivers that are out there means you're training your replacement. So you got to be tougher than ever 
to make sure you can even get over the top of them on something they don't understand. Tom, you've been doing it for a long time, as I mentioned. Just a couple things left for Tom Mintz. Was there ever a time where you said to yourself, I can't believe I just did that? I mean, I know I envisioned it and practiced it, but I can't believe we just pulled that off. You know, making the first backflip was the coolest thing ever, and I did it at Monster Jam University. And I just can't believe that was possible then. I didn't know how it was possible, but I knew we set out to make it happen. But now, looking around, you know, there'll probably be six or seven backflips there in St. Louis. I mean, it's amazing that a truck can do it, and so many can do it at one event. You can learn more about Monster Jam at MonsterJam.com, and you can get tickets there. It's at the Dome January 27th and 28th. Last thing, Tom, is what can be for first-timers. Uh, take me through when they walk through the doors, what that show is going to look like to them. It'll be like nothing they've ever seen. And I promise you, you'll have a good time. I mean, fans are number one in our eyes. You know, we do a great job of having a pit party where everybody can come up close, see their favorite drivers, get an autograph, touch their favorite truck. That's what it's all about. And then most importantly, when the event starts, it's action-packed. We don't stop. It just goes, goes, goes right to halftime, take a nice halftime break, and then the best part of the show comes after that. That's freestyle. That's everybody in my favorite, where these Monster Jam trucks are turned loose, and they can see who the biggest show-off is and who can do the biggest stunts. At the Dome at America's Center, January 27th and 28th, Monster Jam. I'm glad we had this conversation. This is fun. I'm really looking forward to it, and thank you very much for being with us. But I can't wait to see your mother and every fan from St. Louis and mix it out there. Let's go. Monster Jam at the Dome last weekend of January. Tom Mintz, thanks so much. Thank you. We'll be back right after this on KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.